Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to World of Hard 20 Podcast. It is I, your trusted Dungeon Master, Brian, welcoming you once again to another episode of our Carrion Crown run-through. But before we begin, it looks as though that Corona Crapola appears to be rearing its ugly head at us once again. So everybody break out their D20s and let's roll our con save with advantage. 15 and a 19. Unaltered. Looks like no Corona for us this week. But in all seriousness, let's hope that everybody out there is wearing their face masks, maintain their social distance, because the last thing we want to do is have non-essential businesses shut down again. Because I know as the Dungeon Master of Roll the Hard 20 podcast, I want to make sure that myself and the rest of the Hard Slingers are able to gather in the Rage Room around the Table of Judgment and put out a show every week for you guys. So, let's everybody maintain that distance and, and... Stay away from people that don't look like they're doing so well, right? Next, if you guys want to still get your hands on one of these badass t-shirts, there are two ways to get it. You could either go through our Amazon link, which is in the show notes or on the website itself, or you could go to patreon.com slash rollthehard20podcast, and we have it as one of our incentives for one of our tiers that you could get this shirt as well as a gold balloon, you get a picture of the most recent picture of the fellow hard slingers around the table, as well as one of these badass stickers that looks just like that, only on a smaller scale. Uh, please don't be afraid to write into the show at rollthehard20podcast at gmail.com. Visit the website at rollthehard20podcast.com. Follow us on all of our social media platforms Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and whatever podcast app you listen to the show on please leave us that five star rating and review it really helps other people find the show when they're searching for other actual play podcasts or even the ap that that we're currently running so without any further delay warm up your dice and top off your glass as roll the hard 20 podcast presents episode 38 of our carrion crown run through the barrister Thank Koosh for arriving. Thank you for arriving, Koosh. You're welcome. I think we should start every session like this. Thanking you for arriving 20 minutes yeah. late. Okay. 20 mi- hey, man, yeah. I told you this is as soon as I could show up. We're going to have to have you start working from your car on Tuesday nights right in front of the house. <laughs> you, got, you know the Wi-Fi password? Actually, I think it changed, man. No, it didn't. The yeah. Wi-Fi did. The uh, Wi-Fi name. I also do not know the Wi-Fi password because it's I the same the password. <laughs> it's okay. I don't. I don't really need it. Reception sucks here. You should. It, it is yeah. pretty bad. Especially when you're not hooked up to it. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, one bar, if that. Yeah, when I first. Are you came, on the right yeah. one? When I first. Huh? Yeah. No, no, no. I meant like in general, like cell data. Cell data. Yeah. Like oh. I only like when I'm over here. I only have one bar. Yeah, and when I first got here, I had neg. Yeah, it goes in and out, especially like being where like where I'm sitting. Well, there's we have three hotspots now. We got the, not the Wi-Fi, the just cell data. Like if I wasn't hooked up to your Wi-Fi, like if someone tried to call me or something, it, it would not go through. Hmm. Well, 
Don't ever need 911 when the Wi Fi is down. That's right. You're done. They disband the police here. <laughs> well, I call them before I show up. That's right. We'll send you our thoughts and prayers. <laughs> I don't think this is one of the areas that they've been banned no. or a little too upper crust. Are we ready? Yep. Nope. Test. 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 Can you guys hear yourself? You? Can you hear yourself? I can hear me. Can you hear you? Yeah, I hear it clear. Okay. Because you guys are always like the lowest. I don't know. Mm. Nick, I can't hear you. We're quiet people. Nick. Nick. (laughs) Who's number four? I lost Nick. That's Nick. No, you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I lost Nick. You lost him to me. (laughs) All right, we ready? Yeah. Yep. Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast, episode 38 of the Carrying Crown run-through. And with me are the hard slingers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you guys have made your way to the University of Leopardstad, where you were finally able to regroup with Talos. And that's where you met up with Dr. Montagli Crowell of the university's library. And upon seeing his workshop and the actual library itself, Finding it completely in shambles, you asked him what the hell happened here. That's when he informed you that this was the room where the beast had been captured. Uh, You asked him as for what the instances were that led up to its capture, which he gave you a brief rundown of some of the, the intricacies that occurred. And then he was called away as the workers were needing his opinion on something. And that left you guys to further inspect the library itself. So this book, book two, revolves around a lot of investigations and stuff. Um, so what kind of clues did you guys come up with when you guys wound up in this, in the library? What'd you guys think? Uh, what you guys were investigating? We got, we got some important stuff. Uh, the powder, we don't know if it's important yet, but we got cloth from someone that was outside. Um, the So we have a pretty good idea that the beast was working with someone, and we also saw that uh, there was enchantment magic at play, which meant working or forced to do so something. Exactly. Yeah, it means it was forced, uh, compelled. I guess is the best word to, I gotta, to do I it. I got to say that was really cool that you did that because I don't even know if the AP had thought that far ahead. <laughs> so, carry on. Breaking games. Um, yeah. So we know. And then from, from that, we can tell that someone uh, someone magical, I guess, like a, a wizard or someone else that would know enchantment-type magic was involved. Anything else? Do you guys come up with any other? Uh... Uh, we found that the sea stay sage... Uh, effigy. Uh, effigy is mm. missing. Yes, the sea sage effigy. And that's what left a lot of the powder. And he had made a mention that it was... Uh, it was hardly valuable other than the fact that it was the only one that he had ever seen, but that it was an ugly, ugly uh, statuette. Erwin, did you uh, discover any, anything? Which way that door fell? Inwards, outwards? <laughs> I know you're struck. I think Erwin failed at it, right? Couple everyone. T- couple everyone, times. everyone. Literally <laughs> everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was looking to see which way that door fell. I can't words, tell. So you guys were currently leaving this place correct 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. And uh, the doctor would just like to point out that... Um, do we all, like, confer whatever we found inside here or no? Because some... Who picked up the powder? Was that you, Talos? It was me. Talos got it. Do we talk about it yet? We didn't talk about the powder. I think, we, uh, I think we've talked about... Oh, I don't think we actually talked about it. I don't think you were back inside the house no, I, was, yet. I wasn't back inside, but... Uh, you were outside when we still. Ended. Yeah, so we, I guess we haven't conferred about anything. <laughs> well, as you guys eventually regroup yeah. back into the library, what do you want to do? Well, the doctor notices that the powder around the effigy is similar to uh, what he found at the campsite where uh, Kendra's caravan was burned. Right. So he just wants to bring that up and pretty much, oh, that looks familiar. And I pull out my vial and Talos pulls out his vial and we see who's is bigger. Okay. Why don't you go ahead and make a uh, investigation? All right. Not good. Eleven. Ten. Ten. <laughs> they look similar, but without spending more time, more quality time with it, maybe under uh, better circumstances or under investigative lenses or something like that, maybe trying to use some kind of light uh, refraction methods, anything that could ascertain whether or not it's made of the same compounds, you wouldn't be able to definitively say that they are identical or made from the same composition. Hmm. Is the professor still around? He's in the workshop right now with the uh, the workmen that are putting that place back together right now. Is Tom Rick still in the corner? No, he's swinging a hammer. No. He put oh, yeah, work for a while. Door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Farewell, Tom Rick. <laughs> <laughs> well, the doctor wants to ask... Uh, oh, the... he's already off the uh, initiative track. Get out of there. The doctor wants to ask the professor, you have, um, so you're in the workshop here, is there, are there any mechanical devices we could use to analyze this powder? Uh, I don't believe that there would be anything in the workshop here. Your best bet would be to go to the alchemist's uh, center of the university. They would have something like that, or even down on alchemist's row. They might be able to help you. Oh. As it is right now, they, uh, they close around 4 o'clock or so. Uh, right now it is about 3 o'clock, no? It was a busy day then. I and I is very tired. <laughs> well, the doctor will look around at the party members. And, uh, what do we want to do? We've, we've secured lodging here. Want to go explore some more? I'm not opposed to go to Alchemist Row. Um, the only other thing I can think of is uh, I met with Judge Deramid, uh earlier today, uh, and I believe she has something for us now that we've delivered all the books. I think it would behoove that us to go meet yeah. her. I would, I would think it's appropriate to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Talos, you know where she lived. Mm-hmm. Is that where you want to take the group yeah. back? Is that what everybody's in? Yeah. Should we try to stop by the Alchemist Row first uh, before it closes? Where is it at? Uh, do we know? That mm. do I? Uh, I, we, know. I might e- know, but even even the doctor feels like it's we could do it another day. It's make too, a his- it's too late in the day. I think. 
Make a history check. Tell us. Nope. Nope. Okay. I rolled a two. I mean, I got a lot to add to that, but not enough. You've you just been away from the place too long. Yeah. And for all you know, it could be in the newer section of the town, too. Mm-hmm. So, What's the judge's name? Uh, Deramid. Ambreth Deramid. If we get this coin, that's all I care about. Yeah, I would lead them to Judge uh, Deramid, particularly because I don't know where the alchemist section is anyway. Okay, well, from where you guys are at the southern part of the city, you... Talos would know that you have to make your way back towards the center hub of mm-hmm. the city. You know that her residence is only about a block away from the central hub. So you start making your way up one of the many sub-streets until you get back on her main street. Eventually you're standing right in front of her street-side residence. Again, you see all the beautiful plants and pots and ornate foliage and everything. As her door is in front of you. I'll walk up to the door and knock on it. A few moments later, the door opens, and again you see that silver-haired woman with these piercing blue eyes. Only now the subterfuge of her being this spacey woman is completely gone, and she looks at you, Talos, and she says, Well, I see you brought the rest of your company. Yes, I'll let them introduce themselves, but uh, we've delivered the books uh, at this point. That is good news. Um... If you want to come inside, I, I have what the professor promised you. She leads the way and hollers over her shoulder, please secure the door behind you. She leads you back into the, the warm family room. And this time you see sitting on the table this small iron box, most likely the one that she had mentioned to you, Talos, previously. She pulls out a key from her robe puts it in, unlocks it, and lifts it up, and she says, for you, 400 platinum pieces. Ooh, Jesus platinum. Christ. All right, I'm just going to write down 100 on my sheet. I expect everyone else to do the same. As she watches you collect the money out of the box, she bites her lower lip, and it's as though she's, she's troubled by something, and... She's not really sure how to, how to continue further with the conversation at this point. Does something seem to be troubling you, Judge? Uh, it looks like we've accomplished our task here. A bit surprised to see you stressed out. It's not about the books. I, I am grateful that you returned them. I am troubled by something else, though, and I figure that if Petros trusted you after his demise to return the books, and you did so without being beholden to him, then that must show a considerable amount of character of the four of you, and I must say I am in need of assistance at this time, and perhaps you might be able to help me with something. I believe that there is a cancer in Lepidstad, a darkness that seems to be lurking behind the shadows of a scapegoat. You know, for many years, the people of this city, they've blamed all manner of, of ill fate on the beast. The beast of Lepidstad, as if this creature's back wasn't strong enough to have all this crap piled upon it. You know, you hear about every murder and, and every terror. It's always attributed to this beast. 
even if many of these stories appear to be exaggerations, uh, simply just untrue. But I also know that other people tell different stories. They tell of the times that the the beast has come to their aid through humanity and, and saved them when they were in distress. And I have to say that as my years have ticked on, I believe that now is the time for kindness to be repaid. However, no one would dare intervene and challenge the beast's reputation. Clearly he's guilty, or so we are all led to believe. I have a keen sense of justice, and I believe that the beast will not receive a fair trial, and that the people of Lepidstad will have their way and eventually have this creature executed, burned alive, whether his crimes are real or imagined. And uh, I, I just can't believe that all these crimes for which the beast was finally apprehended. It was a break into a university for which he supposedly stole something and then just remained behind to simply be captured. Does, does that sound right? Mm, no, not at no. all. The beast has evaded people for years and he just waits to be captured. You, were you at the university? You, we were there. What was it like? I mean, did you see... The crime scene. We, we took our time to investigate. Something I saw a little bit problematic. Uh, another problem with it is I don't have hard evidence, only my word. Uh, I saw evidence that, well, in my eyes, evidence that uh, some sort of enchantment magic was at play. That perhaps the will of the beast was not the will of, not his own will, I should say. <gasps> I must say I'm not surprised, but that you were able to catch that. And all of you saw similar things like that? Not as strong as that, but there's some discrepancies we saw at the crime scene. I knew that it. Just, it just doesn't add up. I knew it. You know, I'm in a very sensitive position right now. I'm one of three justices that will preside over whether or not this beast is guilty or innocent. And... I cannot publicly announce my suspicions because to do so would be political suicide for me. All I could do is hope that the beast is properly defended in court, but what I do need is a small, tight group without any local bias whatsoever. A group such as yourselves who might be able to uncover the real truth about this beast and its alleged crimes. And I'm afraid that the counsel that the beast has been given, this barrister, Gustav Capel, he's just a dunce. He, he might as well put the beast in the punishing man now. He's, he's lost the last six trials that he's attended. Every one of his, his defendants have been hung. <laughs> This guy, Keeple, has literally no respect. <laughs> I snored in character, too. Just, Jesus Christ. He is hopelessly over his head, and he needs help. He's, he's in over his head, I'm afraid. Is he the only defendant in town? <laughs> he's the only defendant that would... Well, I wouldn't say he was willing to defend the beast. He was ordered to do so. By Public the, defender. By the Chief Justice Ambrose Codd. He has a carries a lot of weight 
in this city and a lot of the other defenders, they obviously had some angles to play where they could get out of defending the beast and thereby protecting their reputation. But unfortunately, Barrister Cable, he's, he's not that kind of man. He doesn't have savviness in reserve. To become a justice in this city, I would assume you'd had to be a resident for a very long time of this town. I have been, yes. When we were at the university, they, the professor mentioned that the beast stole a sea sage effigy. Can you shed any light on what that might be? Sea sage effigy. Let me ask you, what do you know of the sea sage effigy? As far as we know, it was a horrible looking statue. From my understanding, yes. Did you... Yes, Doctor. Did you ever notice uh, this powder falling off that effigy, or has anyone else ever talked about it? I had heard that there was only one remaining at the university after Petros left the university. There were originally two. Twin effigies? Twin effigies. And I had seen the one that Petros had. I'm afraid that when I was younger... He invited me over for after-dinner drink, and we got to talking a little bit, and I noticed that it was in his residence, and so I did ask him about it, because I thought it was strange that the statue was was giving off a, a type of dust, and he said not to worry about it, it's, it's indicative of the statue, but he asked me not to dwell on it, and so I no longer did. And suddenly I couldn't remember anything after taking a couple of sips of that god-awful drink. It tasted bitter. I woke up the next morning and... Baby, it's cold outside. (laughs) One thing led to another. Suddenly I don't feel like it was a good idea to bury the professor where we buried him. Gibbs was right this whole time. (laughs) Damn it. Who Um, known? uh, I have a question. Yes. Did, Did we ever see... This effigy while we were at Lorimer's place or while we were burying him or in any of the items that he left behind? I'm going to ask somebody to make a history check. Actually, two people. And it's not going to be you, Talos, or you, Aus. It's going to be the doctor and it's going to be Erwin. Is that because I was in all the rooms? (laughs) Uh, They're also... Let's hear it. Well, I was going to say they're the only people that saw the professor when he came back, but... No, nope. was not him. <laughs> we'll say the doctor saw the evidence of it. What do you got there, everyone? Not one. Okay. So technically, doctor? not myself. I didn't see it. <laughs> Eight. Eight. You know that there was a night that you weren't feeling too well. You had way over drank when you're at the uh, the outward inn. You ended up staggering back and crashing out in that room in the back of the professor's house, the one that was his study, with all it's the like books. session six. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember. But the, the room was packed with books and all kinds of other things. And to be honest, maybe you thought you saw it. Maybe you can't remember if you saw it. Perhaps you think you saw it and you really didn't. You're, you're just trying to fit it in your mind, trying to force something that, whether it was really there or not. I was there that night. Did you, I, you didn't I, stay I, in the room, though, did I, you? I didn't stay there or sleep there, though. Okay. 
Right. You want to make a roll then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to give yeah, us as roll many that, history rolls as possible. Roll that big fucking die. Uh, 15. 15? You remember seeing many statues in that room? Wait, 16. Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> and you believe you did see it behind several of the books on a shelf. You saw, based on what Professor Crowell described how the CSH FSG looked, you believe that that was most likely the other statuette that you saw. Okay. So there's a chance that Kendra potentially had it, and whoever wanted this one probably wanted it from Kendra. Yes, and the, the powder you discovered, um, I discovered a similar one, but the trunk was empty. It wasn't burned. Um, by the way... We will fill him in. <laughs> Just uh, yeah. what happened. Yeah, I'm going to assume that, that you filled that him in. Yeah. On yeah. The walk that over. was out on of character. Over. We're going to fill him in. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was. Have to do a lot of backstory <laughs> fill in here. <laughs> one, of the, one of the trunks I opened, it was filled with that same powder. What, what are you talking about? You saw, you saw another statue? Like I, this Sea Sage effigy or. I did not. I saw similar powder to what we found in Professor Crowell's theater. Library. Library. Which is kind of strange because they, they designate it as a library, but the way it's designed... It's like an, it's it's like an operating theater. Yeah, yeah, that's what they say. It's actually said like, a, like an operating theater where everybody can gather around and look down on the person that's giving the lecture and everything, but... The way they say with all the bookshelves and whatnot all around that it's... Whatever. Tomato, tomato. Whatever it is. Tomato and potato. Whatever. <laughs> Plus, I take a lot of liberty with this AP. Because i got to keep it it's a beauty good. Of, it's a beauty of homebrew. But uh, it was similar to the powder. And, you know, in... I might have seen a similar-looking grotesque statue as it was described to me by Professor Crowell, but I can't quite remember. Um, it seems like uh, Talos here might have seen one. Talos, is this place. true? You saw the statue in Petros's possession? I cannot be 100% sure, but I think I saw something similar. Um, it left a, a powder, uh, and from what the doctor tells me, uh, he found the powder again on his travel up here. So you think that the powder that you found, Doctor, was from the statuette that Petros had? And the, the powder... I, I believe so. And the powder in the library. Correct. It came from the statuette that was in the library with Crowd. Correct. I see. Are, are there any... Stories about having, I don't know how many of these effigies there are, but about having multiple of these effigies, why someone would want more than one? Well, from my understanding, and this goes back to when I... I was going to say, I thought there was only two. One of two. We don't I wasn't know. sure that there was only two. I, I was sure that she said there were only two at the university. Two and the professor, known. Yeah, and the maybe. professor took it. Okay. But I don't know if there's more than... He took one. Yeah, he took one. Of the two. Yeah. Well, actually, so, what it was is he had one, and uh, the other one was on display at the library. Got it. Okay. Yeah, so... Sorry if that wasn't made clear. 
the, the, the only thing I'm certain of is that there are at least two. No one's told me specifically that there are... More. Uh, not more than two. So I was speaking in that regard. Well, all I know is I heard a story a long time ago when I was a young girl about a, a cult and that these statuettes belonged as idols to that cult. That I don't know if it was something that they worshipped or it was a, a rendition of their god or some kind of a communication device to their god. I don't know. And to be honest with you, I don't know the name of that cult. Why would a horse have statues? Just kidding. Give me that fucking gold doubloon. <laughs> that shitty ass that. joke. <laughs> That's all I could think of when you were saying that. <laughs> cult. Jeez. Womp, womp, womp. I made myself laugh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But I can certainly see that, that the four of you are very, very brave and very accomplished in, in just what you've managed to do. Please don't touch that, Talos. Sorry, I, I dropped whatever I was holding. Shatters to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family heirloom. But I, I know that what Barrister Cable needs is he's going to need help, all the help he can get to gather evidence to try to help this beast. And to gather that evidence, it would take bravery and spades and silver tongues to match. Is there any... Luckily, we have none of that. We have yeah. none of, the, we have none yep. of those. <laughs> well, we have bravery, but silver tongues? Yeah. No. Well, if we had Tomrex. Yeah, Tomrex could solve all of our problems. I, I'm just pressed by the fact that there needs to be a fair trial. This is probably going to be my last year on the stand as one of the three justices. And I just, I can't let it go like this any longer. I've, I've seen the justice system get swayed over time. Most of the time it's for the right decisions. I, we know that some people present a good defense, but we know they're guilty. But with the beast, I just not certain that he's guilty, certainly not of all the things that he's accused of. Is there any possible chance we could arrange a viewing of the beast just to maybe see exactly what we're dealing with? What you would have to do is you would have to speak with Barrister Cable. I would suggest if you have the time and the patience to perhaps lend your assistance to the barrister and register with the court as investigative clerks for the defense. Then meet with the barrister and provide your assistance. And uh, if you would do that for me, I will double what you just made today. Sold. Well, <laughs> yeah. Just between us. And like I said, I want this to be very clear. I will deny any involvement if you're found out. You are to keep me out of this and yet successfully investigate the crimes that this beast is accused of. Are quick saves allowed? You want to F5 it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. I'm going to leave the room for a moment and let you talk amongst yourselves. She exits the room. 
right. Realistically, what can we accomplish today before the next day of the trial? Uh, I don't, we, we probably can't see the barrister. It's probably too late for that. I mean, we can try to do that. You can go see the barrister. We can go see the barrister. He doesn't have anything better to do. Have you heard people talk about him? Barrister? No, but that's not Gustav. Is that a Gustav? Yeah, that's Gustav Capel. Yeah. Oh. The barrister Gustav uh, Capel. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're I'm thinking, mixing up my English. You're thinking of the uh, <laughs> prosecutor Otto Kiger? Heiger? What's his name? What's the prosecutor's name? I, I don't remember anything uh, past Otto because that's the name of my name. Just familiar. Otto. I don't know the last I'll, name. I'll I remember it. Otto as well. Automobile. We should replace him with my familiar. Okay, long then we'll long win. Then we'll win the for hour sure. wise, so yes. <laughs> Anyways. He'll build a compelling case. Yeah. Uh, we can go Who over done it? there. Oof. Hold on a second. Go ahead, Doc. Uh, I, we can go see uh, Barrister um, just as a side thing. I mean, this effigy was of the Sea Sage. There is a pretty good port here. So whoever hmm. took it, it's probably down there. Not that we're going to fit in or anything, but... Wait, why, why would it be there? Are you talking you about this right? You think they're going to, like, leave? Smuggle it out? No, because it's called the Sea Sage. Yeah, so but it has to do with the sea, so I assume sailors. Make a nature check. I'm not convinced they're... Can I ate him with it? If you want to. Like Hard 20. Oof. Oh, never mind. You remember that that is not an ocean. That's a lesser river. Whatever. <laughs> I still, when I hear sea sage, the doctor just thinks that's true. Yeah, that's I mean, fair. it's it's highly probable that wherever that thing came from, it probably came from a coastal region. Hmm. And my thought is, Ustalov is not a coastal <laughs> <laughs> country. Um, my thought is that if someone took took it from here, and another person took it from Kendra. And that's that's a big if. We're not 100% on that. My they, evidence points to it was taken. We don't know where. Yeah. Though. My thought is that they probably may not even want to stay here. Um, there's no real evidence tying them to being citizens of uh, uh, Lepidstadt if, if they went out to get it, gather it from Kendra. This is well, probably just a hit point. But still, there might be... Agents of this cult still left behind, right? Because if they took it from here, they might leave some underlings behind, and those guys are easy to get information from. All you gotta do is threaten the Basher Skullin. True that. And, but we don't know the name of this cult yet, so then that's a whole other thing we have to figure out. I have a guess. Well, if you have a guess, that's good. But at the same but. time, I don't think any of us are going to be good at infiltrating the underground. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about that. All right, Alice is going to dye all his clothes black. It's a good start, <laughs> probably, for any cult. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm already in black and covered in blood, but still. And you are pretty intimidating looking. We're in that plague. They don't know what I am. He doesn't necessarily fit in with a cult, though. Yeah, no, I just <laughs> stick out of a crowd. <laughs> Not as much as old Seven Footer over here. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. I, got, I got vials of leeches and blood around my belt. Ah. <laughs> so we have time to register as uh, officers as a defendant. Investigative no, clerks for the defense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think we do that. Like, 
Yeah. I just want to bring up like the whole cult thing. I don't know how to do it. If anyone thinks about something else later on, it'd be a cool thing to try and investigate, but I don't know how we could do it. I mean, we did have experience with a cult ish group yeah. back in Raven Grow. It's also the same cult the um, professor was investigating, so there's a good chance it's the same group. And it's got it written down somewhere in his book, didn't he? Yeah, uh, I mean, I have it I've got down it in somewhere my in my notes too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's their name? Yeah, the guys that burned down. Uh, what's her name's place? No, Minda. No, that, I think that's different. That was that's different. a different group. Was that, that a different, different group? cult? The, the Whispering Way is who I'm thinking of, and they oh. killed the professor. You're thinking of the acolytes that were from the Church of Phrasma. That, that purified Murda Straylock's house. Purified Murda. is the expert yeah. way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Crank that fire up a couple degrees. That's right. I mean, I guess I should back that up because technically that's my God. So I don't know. I can't say. Maybe they were doing good. Maybe they were doing bad. I don't know yet. Well, that's just what Father Grimborough told you, though. Yeah. All these names. I'm studying this crap. So she comes, lore. she comes back in the room after a few moments and she says, I, I don't wish to be pushy, but I do hope that you've agreed to help because the first day of the trial starts tomorrow. And honestly, I don't know if, if it goes south tomorrow. I don't think it's the nose is going to get picked up on that. <laughs> we will certainly help. We'll see what we can do to, to help Capel. Uh, I'm not sure how much we have to work with based on what everyone here has to say about him. Uh, but perhaps we can... He is a good man. He has a big heart. He's just... I think that he was more pressured into this, into this line of employment. Hmm. Employment? Well, he's getting paid by the city to defend this creature. What was his original occupation? That's classified. <laughs> Damn it, dude. He knows people. I think it would be better. Well, then, uh, I imagine I'll see you personally in a couple of days, unless otherwise. And please but, do your best. Wait, we will investigate, but you will see us at the trial. Starts oh, yes, at but please. 12, 12 tomorrow, right? No, it starts at 10 o'clock in the morning. 10? The court runs from 10 to 2. We'd like have showed up halfway through the trial. Yeah. <laughs> We're here to defend our client. <laughs> no, please don't show up late. They won't let you in the doors. All right, guys, I got a strategy. I'll walk down single fault. That's good. Let's hang out in the cheap cheap seats. They can't, um, they can't try. Eating peanuts and, and throwing popcorn. Pride. Oh no! If you agree to help, you'll be sitting at the defense's table. Oh, oh front row. Right. Front row seats. Do we? Between us, do we know when they captured him originally? I mean, the trial's been big talk for several days. Mm. So they captured him, what, like a week ago? I mean, they've been stirring up this talk and getting people to travel and everything else. I would assume at least it's been a week, if not longer. But we don't have We just asked the judge. I was going to do that, but I was just curious if we knew before we we asked. Yeah, I don't know, but... Judge, when was when was the beast captured? The beast was captured seven days ago. Oh, it has been exactly a week. Well, um, I would hate to sound cliche, but there's not a moment to lose. Uh, 
You should probably head over and go see Gustav. Cure the Avengers music. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> Make her own. So she shows you to the door, get you back out on the street. And it's not very far. It's probably about 500 feet away. You see that if you look north down the large street that her house is on, and you can see the center hub of the city. Just beyond the center hub, you could see that large punishing man. And behind that, you know the courthouse is there. As we're leaving the judge's house, uh, can I make a perception check to see if maybe anyone's watching us leave the house? Sure. That is very good. <laughs> well, I could use 20, that. Let's see my 23. Scale. As you exit her house, you look left, you look right. You don't see anybody watching you. All you see is that the streets are packed with people. They're packed with all types of denizens, people that are citizens of the city, people that are visiting the city probably for the trial. The place is still uh, very chaotic with all types of people drinking, eating. Uh, there's trash littering all the streets still. It's, it's still very chaotic. And again, you hear all the, the rumbling of people professing that the beast is guilty. Some people, very few people are saying that maybe he's not, but for the most part, you see just everybody, the, the fervor of them wanting to see this, this creature burned alive. Bloodthirsty motherfuckers. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, since no one's really paying attention, I mean, I'm just kind of seeing if anyone's watching us at this point. Anyone selling turkey legs? No, but the churro guys just further down the street. Oh, Doc, you want yeah. another churro? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> hey, there's the churro guy. Hey, did you find what you were looking for? You're looking for the university, right? Uh, yes, we managed to find it. Thank oh, you for yeah. your uh, directions. Oh, yeah. You're going to be here to watch that fucking burn, right? You know, the kids, they've been soaking that, that thing all day long with their piss. Everybody's trying to get this thing to, ready to burn. They're going to light this thing off. I'm not sure how that's helpful, but... Hey, you want to get me, want me to get you another churro? Uh, I'll pass. Thank uh, you, though. Okay. I'm going to go get one. I'll be back, okay? All right. All right. You wait here, I'll be back. I'll wait right here. Run! Yeah. <laughs> cool. That's like I said, every drunk person. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be right back. Yeah, cool. I'll be right here. I'll as be soon right as here. Fucking Let's go. Alex, you didn't say your churro guy wasn't the guy selling the actual churros. Uh. <laughs> be looking for him all day. So you guys head towards the courthouse. As you cross the center of this this hub, you see once again this large square. What the fuck? Siri, where's the courthouse? That's me. Yeah. Is that you? Holy shit. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Hey, no one's talking to you, lady. Sorry. I don't know how that happened. I don't even have the hate. I was trying hey, to find my way back to you. I got a <laughs> exactly. for you. I know. Apparently, the fucking that, that's phrase the word is churro. It, it, well, then it picked up on Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys cross this hub at the center of the city, and you make your way past this this 
You fucking oh, Siri dude, I'm fucked so me sorry. up, god damn it. So you guys cross the center hub of this city and you see a large squat building made of dark stone with these narrow windows. The Lepstead Courthouse. It stands three stories high and is dominated by an enormous clock. It overlooks the town square in front of it where that gigantic man-shaped conglomeration, the Punishing Man, stands just towers over 30 feet tall. You still see locals adding tinder and other accelerants to the base of this effigy. And strangely, you see children adding stuff to it and playing games down by the feet of this thing. And as you're walking towards the court, you notice a man approaching you from the court. And he appears to be wearing an official uniform of sorts. And as you guys close the distance, he closes the distance towards you and then stops and puts his hands on his hips. He's got this smug look on his face and he says... I'm acting Sergeant Mikhail Dunn. I'm in charge of the security of the Levittstadt Courthouse. He gestures to a, like a big ring of keys at his belt. He says, you don't have business for being here, pointing at the courthouse. I'm going to have to ask you to move on. We have business with uh, Kappel. We want to uh, volunteer ourselves as... Uh uh, officials for the defense of the beast. <laughs> You're here to see Barrister Kappel. Gustav Kappel. Well, yes. yeah. the man seems like he could use all the help he can get. He certainly does. You know, uh, let me show you to his quarters. <laughs> and as he turns around, he, he just can't help but laugh. And he's, you see two other guards that are making their perimeter walk around the courthouse eyeball him and then see the four of you and he calls out to they're here to see Gustav they want to they want to talk with him I think they can help them and they just kind of smile and just keep walking their perimeter he leads you up these steps to this platform that, that enters into the courthouse in fact why don't we just show you the map He leads you up to this main entrance here. It's 15 feet by 25 feet wide up these steps to a platform where there's a set of double doors. He opens the double doors and before you, you see another room. The room appears to be 15 feet by 25 feet, but part of the room is sequestered off by a little alcove where you see a door to the west, a door directly to the north, and there's a Another door that's further against the north wall, beyond the recess. And there's also a trap door right against the west wall, this iron door in the floor. He says, follow me. I'll take you back to Gustav. He leads you through the northern door that's a recessed back. And you enter a room that's 30 feet by 20. Yes, doctor. Did you have something to say? No. Oh. This room, you could tell, must be a, uh, like a, a hot bunk room. You see several beds in there. You see a couple of the guards racked out. 
Against the west wall, you see a set of stairs that lead most likely to the top floor. You see a door against the northern wall and a door against the east wall. He looks back as he enters the room. He says, I want you to hold it down in here. These men need their sleep. Follow me. And he leads you towards the door in the east. As he opens this door, you see a bunch of flies fly out. And you see three toilets against the floor. One of them occupied by a guard sitting down on it. And yeah, hey, come on, Dudley, close the door for crying out loud. These men are here to see Cable. And you see against the south wall, a lone door in this privy. And he points at the door and he says, well, go on, go see Cable. All right, I go to the door. <laughs> Opening it up. I don't think I need to knock this guy. <laughs> yeah. no respect anyway. Just as you open this door. I, I was, as soon as I found out where we were in the shitter and I saw the door, I in person and in character just started shaking my head <laughs> on what the fuck did I just get into. Talos, as you open this door, you see that a small cot has been rammed into this 5 by 10 room. This cramped area can easily be seen as what it once was, which is just a storeroom. And you see a man sitting on an upside-down bucket and writing something on a clipboard of sorts. May I present to you the best uh, Gustav Capel. <laughs> Take all the time you guys want. And the sergeant leaves you. And you see this, this gaunt-looking man with receding hairline looks up from from writing at something. He says, uh, 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 I'm, I'm sorry for, for my, my quarters. Is, may, may I help you? There he is. The man with no respect. Can we help you? I, we, I, I think we sh- can for sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to show you. Can, we, we, just, uh, can uh, we just take like 60 seconds just to get it out and just roast this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I want to show you a picture of what this guy looks like. I was going to say, are we all in here? Because if I count right, one of us is probably in the probably hot bunk fan. room. No, yeah. Most of us are probably standing next to the shitter looking in, just going, what the This f- is why I went to the door immediately. <laughs> this is what this guy looks like. Oh, yeah, no respect. No respect for this fucking guy at all. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for, for, for the conditions that I, I must, uh, you, you meet me in, but uh, what, can I, what can I do for you? Cable. You need toilet paper? The, I'm sorry, the, the guards must... They, they said there was some out there. You should be selling this. You'd be rich. Um, cable... Well, the quarantine's almost over. <laughs> Levitt's Dead's released it. Movie theater's open again. Let's go. Cable, how would you like to be a winner? <laughs> my, my, my mother told me I was a winner. A winner. Yes, hey, but... Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, uh, we're probably right. I should have gone with that accent. I didn't even think about that. That would have been perfect. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> you just need to listen to what we say, do what we say, and you may have a chance. Do you think so? <laughs> now he's going there full he goes, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, Tom Capel. Yes. Yes, I do. What can you do for me? 
Uh, can we? Uh, how can we be winners here? <laughs> tell us. Tell them we're here to help. I'm like in the very far back. <laughs> you hear the guard sitting on toilet. Do you mind? Yes. This is just, <laughs> just well, okay. The steak I had fight me from last night. Coming out sideways for fuck's sake. Assuming we're all huddled together, everyone's shouting over each other. The doctor will shout into. Uh, do you have any notes you can share with us? Yes, I do. Uh, well, why don't we? Uh, you have an office, I hope. Yes, I do. Please, may we uh, go there? Come, come to my office, please. And we'll. Excuse me, and he's grabbing his all, his all of his paperwork, and half of it's falling out, and he's bending over, picking it up, and uh, follow me. And he leads you back through the privy, back into the the hot bedroom. Quick question: How many privies does this place have, Capel? J- just the the one. Good. Continue on. And he leads you upstairs. As you guys make your way upstairs, he leads you into the courtroom itself. And you see that there are several benches. You see that there's a chair up front for the beast or whoever's going to be tried. You see the defense table. You see the prosecution table. You see the three chairs for the three justices. And there's three doors against the north wall, two against the south. And he leads you to the far northeast door. And he opens it up. And you see within, there's a desk and a chair and several other chairs. And he says... Please come inside and uh, close the door behind you. I I don't like the guards hearing what I have to say. For some reason, I I think that they they talk back to and you get back to the the Chief Justice Card, and I I don't want that to happen. I don't want Hygo to know what 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 we're doing. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. It says, uh, what 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 can I do for for the four of you? How how can you help me? We would like to be put onto uh, the defense of the beast in an official capacity. As uh, investigative clerks for the defense, is, is that what you're talking about? Correct. What are you? What are your credentials? Do you, do you have any credentials? Do you have credentials? Yes, I do. I've I'd, been doing this for. I'd say our nine cars years. are about as good. In our own capacity, we have investigated. Many things, many histories from nearby cities, and we have a knack for finding out the truth and exposing it. But how can you be of assistance to me? Make think, a make a perception check, everybody. I think anyone can be assistance yeah. to you, sir. <laughs> Not long. Oh, fuck. Erwin? Not one again. God, you need some new dice tonight, yeah, son. Yeah, fuck that dice. Doctor. 25. Talos. 19. Oust. 11. 11. You guys are all drawn into to the conversation, but Doctor, you and Talos notice that his stutter seems to be going away. Uh, I was going to put money on this. Yeah, happening. I noticed. I noticed that he wasn't stuttering anymore. He says, um, I, I don't understand how you can possibly be of help. And he takes a seat in his chair and Leans back a little bit, and you want to be investigative clerks for the defense, you say? Yes. That is what we said. We have, we have a gut feeling that um, court of public opinion will decide this man's fate. 
let me give you some things. And he opens up his drawer and he goes through a couple of folders and he finds four sheets of paper and he lays them out. He says, go ahead and sign your names to these and you'll be sworn in as investigative clerks. Why do you seem a bit more confident now? I, I don't know. I, what do you mean? It appears you have lost your stutter. I stutter? Yes, you were stuttering earlier when we were by the previs. You know, I heard people mention that before, but I don't think I've ever noticed that. The, uh, Have you heard this for a while now, or you heard about it recently? I hear about it frequently. I mean, sometimes people, I just think they're cruel people, and they just say things to be cruel, but I don't think I've ever stuttered a word in my life. Do people often say cruel things about you? <laughs> Rarely to my face. Well, that's even worse. I was going to say. Poor guy. No respect. (laughs) So you guys fill out the paperwork? Yeah. 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 As you guys are filling out the paperwork, he says, you know, just between you and me, I, I have a good, strong feeling that the beast is guilty. But I will defend it to the best of my ability. My problem is, is that I'm, struggling to find any kind of evidence to support the beast's innocence. He was captured at the university red-handed, stealing something, destroying the place. I don't know what he did with the artifact he stole, but the fact that he stayed behind, not very smart. But that's the least of his worries, is theft and breaking and entering. Well, that's what... Is that his official charge? That was the charge that they got him on. But he's been wanted for several other crimes. He's accused of the murder of ten citizens of the swamp village of Morast a year ago. The slaying of six children in the farming community of Hugstag seven months ago. And the arson attack four months ago at the sanctuary on Carb Island. And that resulted in the deaths of Dr. Brada and his patients and the blinding of the doctor's assistant, Carl. So the, the charges are stacked up against this. Now, were these professors on the island, were they members of the University of Lepestead? Of the sanctuary on Carbile? Yes. No. It was an independent sanctuary that Dr. Brada had built on his own to try to help those that were afflicted with maladies and deformities. Were those... I can't even pronounce it. Where is it? Now you know where I have a problem with it. Normalities include robotics? Leprosy? They were all kinds of conditions. Skin conditions, uh, birth deformities, uh, speech impediments. Some people with stutters went there. Straight (laughs) eugenics right there. (laughs) I mentioned Dr. Brado was blonde-haired and blue-eyed. (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, it, is there any evidence tying him to those? I mean, as you as you said, he's only charged with the theft. Well, the, the thing is, is that there are several witnesses from each of those three crime scenes. And those witnesses are been called upon by the prosecution to, for lack of a better term, prosecute the beast. And based on their testimony of what they believe they saw when the beast attacked or did its thing, 
that is what will definitely make this beast guilty. Mm. I mean, I don't know how I'm going to combat witnesses that say that it did these things. Now, are those witnesses here in Lepistad to testify? Some of them are. Some of them are still at their place of origin, like the, uh, the swampers of Morast still live there. Um, the farming community, they abandoned the community after what happened to their children. I know that there's three sisters that uh, bought a, a windmill on the outside, outskirts of town, and they're running that. As far as the lone survivor on Carb Isle, Kara, he just stays in his residence by himself. Being blind, he seems like a fairly cheerful fellow, but based on the shit that's happened to him, I can't imagine him being too happy. But the only witness from Carvile is blind? But he wasn't always blind. The arson attack was what rendered him blind. But based on his description of what set the fire matches the description of the beast completely. Can the witness please point out to... Them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. That's all I can we're imagine. Gonna in my some, we're going to have to use some my cousin Vinny tactics and mob yeah. tactics. I mean, I'm we, done with this guy. We could just kill them all, and then there's no one to testify. Yeah, that's a mobster status. <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm saying. Then, then we have to do our trial, though, so... <laughs> Was there anything in common between the stories of the witnesses in each of these uh, crimes? Oh, yes. The beast. Anything else other than the beast? Like his appearance, his Death. demeanor? <laughs> yeah, what's his modus operandi, Mr. Barrister? He doesn't have one. The only thing I could say well, is that... he kills people, obviously. Each <laughs> one of Burning, these places... Whatever. Each one of these places were remote enough from the city to be considered so rural as to be almost independent. Outside of that, who knows what goes through the mind of this creature. Have any of these witnesses uh, provided a written testimony that we can review? No, but... (laughs) Can I roll insight? (laughs) (laughs) But you can feel free to interview them at... At your desire before they take the stand. But I would not let the prosecutor know that you're out there talking with them. You know, these are good people. They may be stupid in some respects, but they are still good people. Do you know, are, are they under uh, protection from the local government or? No, are they just in random taverns? Do you know where they're at? Or know anyone that knows where they're at? Well, the witnesses from the swamp village of Morast are still in their shitty village. Swampy, crappy place. The three remaining witnesses of the farming community of Hugstad are the three sisters that are at the windmill. And the lone witness to the attack and arson on Cobb Isle is Carl. And he lives alone to the east of Leopardstad. He's just on the uh, borderland right next to the Lesser Mortray River. Hmm. You know, if you four are really serious about doing this, are you? We signed the papers. Yeah. Then perhaps you should meet the beast. Yes. Underneath the little... (laughs) 
next session. Tiger Woods. Why did they get to me? Fuck yeah. <laughs>Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard 20 podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave us that five-star review. You could also contact the show directly at rollthehard20podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at rollthehard20podcast.com. And be sure to check out the galleries. we got a lot of really interesting stuff posted there. And finally, join us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash rolltheheart20podcast. There are ways for you to help out the show and pick up swag. So until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass full as you roll those hard 20s. I'll wait that fucking dog out. (laughs) Enchanting. Noah, out. Okay, bye guys. Dude, she looks really thin. She yeah, looks good. we're trying to put her back on fat food again. <laughs> Big Mac attack or something, man. She got too real thin. That's what happens. Cocaine's one hell of a drug. <laughs> it's not to be messed around with. <laughs>